Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to The Auburn Express. Powered by The War Report. All aboard the AM departure from Platform 334, The Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Gentlemen, let's get into it, man. Let's talk about it. Um, Ike, Mike, y'all were there covering the game. I'm definitely going to get you guys' take on what you saw. But I do want to say this. Uh, B and I spent I spent a good bit of time on the live uh, yesterday covering post-game, giving my thoughts. I will say this because I did, did think a little bit more on this today. Um... I'm concerned for this program. I'm concerned for the program because we saw an Auburn team, we saw a New Mexico State team that wanted this game. I saw an Auburn team that felt entitled to that game. I didn't see any energy, didn't see a lot of fight, and we got out coached. We got outcoached in this game. And my concern is, and someone someone mentioned it eloquently in the chat yesterday, they laid out New Mexico State's recruiting rankings over the past three, four years. Nowhere in the ballpark of what Auburn has been doing. So it wasn't an issue of talent. It's an issue of focus. And even if you may not have the guys that you want to play there should be a level of focus from top to bottom throughout this program week after week for the opponent that you're playing. This was absolutely embarrassing on all levels. And I tweeted this yesterday that it's a false equivalency to compare this to when Bama lost to Louisiana Monroe. Bama lost by one score. Mm. 
we got dominated and lost by three scores. Mm. There's levels to losing a game. We picked the lowest of levels to lose this one. We did not look focused at all, and that is a problem. I am concerned. Now, can we rebound and get better? Absolutely. Can we still be optimistic about the future? Absolutely. There's pl- there are a lot of things to be feeling good about as it pertains to football, recruiting, next year. There's a lot of things to look forward to. But when you see this, when you see Auburn dominate an SEC opponent in one week on the road, come home and get dominated at home against a group of five opponent and look hopeless in the process, that's a concern. And I hope that that's something that gets addressed top to bottom throughout this program or else that concern will continue to grow. That's all I have to say on that. Ike, haven't heard from you. What are your thoughts? Um, I think that they did exactly what I said they shouldn't do. They didn't come in there and play their brand of football, and they looked past the team, and they got beat. I, I mean, I think there were a lot of people walking around that locker room who felt as if this win was just chalk it up. We're going to move on to the next one. They didn't have to show up. And uh, New Mexico State came ready to play. I I, I think I, I might have said it to Mike. I said it to somebody in the um, in the press box when I saw Pavia warming up. I was like, oh, if they're going to play him, they actually expect to win this game. Like yeah, the minute I saw did. him in warm-ups with all of the— he said thoughts. it three times. Yeah. With all of the thoughts of he's injured and all this kind of stuff, I was like, oh, if he's playing, New Mexico State thinks they can win. Like, they, they're they not going to risk their star quarterback on a team that they don't think that they could beat. So, like, and pregame, their players were talking junk to the – like, they, they came in here expecting to win. And Auburn came in here thinking they were going to uh, – that New Mexico State was going to lay down. It was not the case. Uh, so, that's what happens. Hmm. Right, um, <clears throat> fellas, something funny happened yesterday. I found out that I had friends that went to New Mexico State. <laughs> no clue. <laughs> How many friends do you have? I'm saying, every time we about to play anybody. They would hit me up yesterday. Be your, be your every time we about to play anybody, he got friends over Dude, there. I got friends that go to St. Bonaventure. Uh, I didn't know that. I, a, I got a friend that go to St. Bonaventure. No, real story. Like, I have, I've got... I, this, this chick I used to work with in Phoenix, uh, she hit me up and she was like, "Are y'all all right?" And I was like, "Oh man, I forgot you with New Mexico State." And my buddy's wife hit me up and he was like, "Yo, what's good in Auburn? Are y'all really okay?" And I'm like, "How do I know two people that went to New Mexico State?" I, oh no, I've been well traveled. Look, I, I, I was, <laughs> I was, I was you get around. I was, Mike. I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "Dude, New Mexico folks is popping into my life." Look. I, I went and re-listened to Coach Hugh Freeze's comments after the game. I, I'm going to tell you guys, I, the more I listened to it, <laughs> the more I, I didn't appreciate what he had to say. Um, and we'll get into it later. But, like, the talk about effort against this team, in my mind, in my, hear me out. My, my initial reaction when I rewatched it was, how dare you? How dare you talk about effort? Your job was to get this team prepared to play this game. There was no excuse. I don't want to hear about a talent gap. We've been hearing that all season. This wasn't about a talent gap. 
And maybe if we look back at some of the things that have happened earlier in the season, like, I mean, some people will see what we were trying to say about, you know, messaging in this team and, and like, come on, man, there, no excuse to win that game. I, 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 like I said, I, I know he means well. It, you know, sometimes I think he says things and maybe doesn't hear it, but like, I, I did not really appreciate his comments after the game and the post game. Um, I thought that the only thing that should have been said was, this is on us. It's our job to get this team prepared. We, 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 we weren't prepared for this game mentally. Uh, we came in, and, and, and we have to fix that. I have to fix that. I am the head coach. I wear this one 100%. You know, now I get it. Like, there were players who didn't give, maybe didn't, give, you know, maybe took this for granted or whatever. I, I don't want to hear that from the head coach, though. I want to hear that from them, right? They can come out and say, hey, listen, man, we got to be better on the field. We got to do this. I don't want to hear it from the head coach. When, when, you, when you suffer a 21-point loss at home to a group of five school, I want to hear the head coach come out and wear it 100%. Don't, don't talk to me about effort, sir. Your effort is, is what I want to hear about, right? Where you came up short. You know, the players, they can talk about it on their end, sure. But, you know, from the head coach after the game, <clears throat> I think, you know, in my, my honest opinion, I think that reflects poor leadership in this instance, Right, I'm not saying he's being a former. Fair, he did say that it's on the coaches to get them ready to play as one of the first. Co- yeah, co- yeah, co- correct. But that's all. But stop. Full stop. After that, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Full stop. After that, no need to talk about the other. And it's on us to get them prepared. End of story. You know, let the let the players own their their side of it. But in the aftermath, the immediate aftermath, that's not what I want to hear. Now, now Monday at the press conference, he may have a more detailed analysis. But in the immediate aftermath, I just, just don't want to hear that. Not from him. So, you know, hopefully he'll reflect on this and, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, do better for these kids. I've been, and I've been consistent in saying that all, all year. Um, that I felt like this team this year got the short end of the stick because of the focus on recruiting and all this stuff and the planning for the future. And, you know, now they have to wear this embarrassing loss for the rest of their lives. They will be the team that lost to New Mexico State for the rest of history. You know, and, and that just wasn't fair. I just don't think it's fair. So um, this, this hurt. Fans were hurt after the game. It was sad. And we spent some time around players and families. I can I did after. It's a lot of confusion, just a lot of, you know, what was that? Like, where do we go from here kind of deal, right? Like, um, and so, you know, my heart goes out to these kids, Um uh, you know, they, 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 own, they own some of this, right? Like, they own some of this. But, man, total system failure, dude. Just somebody pulled the microchip yesterday. And it, man. So, anyway, moving on. B, go ahead. What's your thoughts, man? <clears throat> Got plenty of it out yesterday. But I thought it was a coach's... I thought it was... Uh, squarely on the coaches and I, I think I probably think that even more so now <clears throat> for anybody who would say well the effort from the kids and oh, they didn't play hard <sighs> urgency is usually created from the coaches yep well said That's, that comes from the coaches if you want a, a clear shot of that I want you to look at what Bruce Pearl does for us in basketball even when we were losing last year, there was never like, oh, man, it was no, they, they're trying. It's killing them that they're losing, 
but effort was never a question. Urgency was never a question, at least not on the basketball side. We saw the urgency tick up as we came home to play Mississippi State, and we heard about how the messaging and staying together and from the coaches saw that reflected in the players, and it was seen in practice, and then they're following in the game. We know how much uh, Caddy's uh, effect on the locker room helped them achieve that that day. And Caddy was one of the assistant coaches who said, yeah, we failed. He wore it. I don't understand how anybody could see this as anything but a lack of, of a failure on the, the part of coaches for so many reasons. Because if you expected, hey, you just got to go out there and run harder to the guy carrying the ball defense. Man, I got to tell y'all, if you're lost and you don't know where this play is going to go or what this wide receiver's tendency is after he catches a ball, then you aren't going to know what to do. You're going to be trying to play catch up and then you're going to be missing tackles. That's what a lack of preparation looks like. I think we're confusing a lack of effort with a lack of preparation is what's happening. Unfortunate, but that's what the fan base is doing right now. If you don't know what to do or where to be, you're guessing. In the same way people talk about how confidence is necessary to play well, how am I going to have confidence in a full-speed sprint effort to wherever I'm trying to get to if I don't know where to be? I'm not confident that I'm going to the right spot on this play. I'm not confident that I'm, I'm keying on the right guy on this play because I haven't been prepared well enough. I haven't been drilled well enough. That hasn't been repped into me quite the same. I refuse to believe that we prep just as hard for Mississippi State as we did for New Mexico State. I refuse. Don't tell me that. If, if that's the case, so if what you're telling me is that the coaching was equivalent as the, the winning streak we went on, <laughs> and this was the result was a 21-point loss to a group of five school at home, mm-hmm. yep. then what you're telling me is that you think the coaches are awful and they're terrible. Because they were able to get it out of the, the, the players to beat Mississippi State, to beat Vanderbilt, and to beat Arkansas. But somehow they weren't able to get it out of the players this week against New Mexico State. New Mexico State gamed us. I mean that in the best way possible. The same way I think Gus Malzahn gamed Nick Saban for some Iron Bowl wins. We were outcoached. Straight up, we were just outcoached. And... No matter how much, hmm, Hugh Freeze himself has noted that his effort and involvement hands-on with the team and the offense is counterbalanced directly by his effort in recruiting. Directly. He has made that correlation. Yeah, I, I spent a little more time in, in there with them, the quarterbacks this week. Now, you know, I didn't do, may have, you know, did a little less recruiting, but, you know, it's what we got to do. He's been so clear, y'all, about what his focus is year one. From the jump, from the minute we got players together in the spring, he has let us know the talent has to get better. He thought the talent was insufficient at several places, and the talent needs to get better. It makes sense, then, that he would put so much focus on recruiting. Now, could one argue that this week was a, a telltale of, we got this in the bag I'm about to go re-recruit. Cam Coleman just got on the, oh, he back on the block. Let me go double down and get this guy back in the fold. Because I thought we had him in the fold and he left. Jimbo got fired this past weekend. Eyes got big. It's time to get back. It's time to get back to it. 
Maybe. I don't know the answer to that. But if you're telling me that we started getting a whole bunch of crystal balls on a guy that may have been <laughs> completely out of the fold the same week where we give our absolute worst effort, I'm telling you, I don't think that's a coincidence. That's what I'm saying. We have a lot of things that you have to prioritize as a head coach. I think head coach, head coach in college football is, is the probably the hardest job in sports, e- easily the hardest job in sports because it's insane. It's insane. The season's long. You got way too many players to be responsible for. College campus, too much. It's, it's insane. It's insane now. The choice to prioritize new players and in new players that weren't here yet over the players that were here and the coaching that was taking place here, I think that's yielded mixed results for the season that has been taking place. I think maybe if you prioritize the players who are here and build them up more earlier, maybe their confidence is higher. Maybe the play turns around quicker. Maybe. Maybe if you put your hands on the offense sooner, we get on the roll a little sooner. Decisiveness about how this was going to go between you calling plays and not calling plays because you wanted to focus on recruiting. These were all decisions that were in, within the power of the coach, and he made those decisions. Now, we're going to look at this first recruiting class and say, hey, buddy, if you land all these people, the memories will get much shorter for how bad a loss this is. And I understand that. I understand that this, if you're telling me that we had to sacrifice something on the field to land the recruiting class that we could possibly land, then I understand. I still don't believe that justifies a 21-point loss at home to New Mexico State, though. It does not. This is a failure of coaching. I don't think anybody in that building would tell you any different. I don't know why everybody in, on, on the internet seems so determined to, no, it's the play. Hey, man, them coaches going to tell you they failed? Why are you disagreeing with them? They're telling you what's up. What are you so determined to blame players for if the coach is telling you it's our fault? I don't know, man. That's my two cents. I, I have never agreed with anything you've ever said on the show more than I agree with everything you just said. <laughs> all right, you. I mean, listen, I, 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 hear, I hear all that y'all saying, and I do think that the coaches deserve blame. I just think we're acting as if players at some point in time couldn't wake up and say, you know what, we're playing like crap, let's get back to it, and they never did. Like, you didn't come in prepared, but that doesn't mean you have to continue playing like crap. I agree. So I don't want to absolve either party in this. Like, players have to do their part. Coaches have to do their part. No, the coaches did not prepare them properly, 100%. Like, that needs to be said. Did the players play well, though? No. No, yeah, they did. Yeah, I, I, but I, I, I don't think that's that. what I don't think that's what B and Mike was saying. Though. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a dichotomy you, though between like 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 what happened on offense and what happened on, on offense on on defense for Auburn. I think it's I think, on I, both I, I sides. I, 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 I know, but I'm getting to that right. I think on defense, Ron Roberts got. I I, I think he got out coached. I, I just think he got out coached. Diego, Diego Pavia or whatever went out there. He made some, he threw some dimes to the edge of the uh, end zone. Like oh, the yeah. one touchdown. I, I mean, we were sitting there. I was like, did he catch that? And I went back and I paused. I was like, yeah, he caught that. That was crazy. Uh, I mean, they made some plays on defense. Uh, and So I think it was a combination of them playing out of their minds on offense for a few plays. And then they had a better offensive game plan than we had a defensive game plan to stop. He just got out coached. Okay. Right, like <laughs> I don't disagree. Yeah, right. So I, 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 
and that's why I'm, uh, so on defense, at least I can, I'm looking at, I'm saying like, I'm not so sure it was mo- so, so much effort Then they did not have a great game plan. And, you know, combined with New Mexico State played out of their minds on that side of the ball. On offense, right, it looked like more of the same from earlier this season. That's what it looked like. And we sat here for weeks and questioned, are, is what we're seeing on offense real or are the opponents just that bad? And as it turns out, Right. They came out and a a, a mixture of things on offense. Right. Like poor effort by the players, bad game plan, lack of attention to detail in in the lead up. All those things. Right. Uh, To to me on defense, it's it's a lot. It's a lot simpler. They played out of their minds and they just had a better offensive game plan than we had a defense. They had a better defensive game plan. They had a better plan. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I think I'm not saying in all facets, right? Yeah, but I I hear you. I I I just think think you guys are going in on the coaches as if the players had no responsibility in this. If you're not saying that, then whatever we can. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying. I think. I think it's harder to break out of a bad game plan if you're a player because they're still telling you to go out there and do something that's not working. Right, so uh, I I get it. You can get out effort on them 50-50 plays. You got to win those because you're Auburn, <laughs> right? You did. They won them, but ultimately, in in the totality of the game, it, it's it's hard, man. I, when when you feel like they got outclassed in terms of game plan so badly, what am I expecting a player really to do? Right, like um, people were saying during the game, and I can't wait for Ike's film review on this one. If you're not a member, sign up because he's going to break it down perfectly. Um, you know, there was a lot of talk. We were we were trying to go back and rewind in, in, in real time to see how many people they had in the box. You know, I can't know that, dude, there's nine people in the box at, at points on this defense, right? Uh, 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 it, the comments kept coming in on social media like, are we in a zone? Like, what's going on? They're sitting off these guys quite a bit. They're giving them tons of cushion. Why are we pressing wire? You know, so I can't wait to see the film review to see Exactly. I rewatched it, but man, it's, the film review hits different. <laughs> so I can't wait to watch the film review to see kind of like what they were being asked to do. How likely was it that they were going to overcome what they were being asked to do? Were there plays there to be made or were they, or did the game plan just have them so far out of position that there was no chance they were going to make plays? Like I said, it's a combination of things for me when you look at New Mexico State's offense, right? Like, man, he just, I mean, he, a player went out there and played. You know, and it was funny. I remember Ike in my ear. He was like, yo, they're playing Pavia. They're going they're going after this, you know, and in my head, literally, I was just kind of, hey, that's New Mexico State, though. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, like I was right. They went after it. I just didn't know their game plan was going to be that G. It was. So, you know, again, a combination of things, right? Like. That happened here. I, I just think it starts with what you've asked them to do. And, and if you're a player, it's really hard to get your break bust out in a bad game plan if there's no pivot. Like, again, I'm interested to watch the film yeah. review to see, like, did they pivot I, I was, mid-game? I was like, confused as to why. I Yeah, we, we definitely going to get into it on the film review. Because there, yeah. was a, there was a quite a few decisions that were made during this game that I was just like, yo, what? Why, well, yeah, what, why what did we on? do this? So, right. Yeah, yeah, and then we're, you know, so say so your player, they're saying, my, well, they, they called this play. My, so this my, point, my point was, I have concerns about the program. That's everybody. Everybody. Yeah, a lot. There's a lot of, even in my non-Auburn circles, there's a lot of, what do y'all expect? What did y'all expect in year one? 
Effort. Right? I was like, not this. Effort. <laughs> Mexico State. Right, right. Listen, the, the, the record could not be any different than we're talking about, and it could have looked much better than what we've seen so far, especially right. offensively. Right? They have, they're not deep on defense. They've acknowledged that. But they've had the, the, the amount of ups and downs that I would have expected them to have for the amount of talent they have on defense. That's looked great at some points. It's looked iffy at some points. But you see something clearly to build on. There's a ton of people exiting this program, man, after December. There's a lot of eligibility that's going to expire. I cannot, we went over it. 26 guys run out of eligibility and can't come back, and a lot of those guys are significant contributors. Not to mention the guys who, who may just say, you know what, y'all don't have a good plan, I'm hitting the portal, who are also significant contributors. You may be flipping 50% of this roster. So to Caesar's point, yeah, I would be worried about the program. Because you may not be better off in year two than you are in year one. You had a responsibility to lay the foundation to build on, and it was more than just recruiting. We expect the recruiting. That's part of the job. But you still had games to coach and games to play this year. Now, I won't go on that rant again, but I'm telling you, they owed it to these kids this year. They did them an extreme disservice yesterday. Right. And that's that's why I think I was I was like, you know, again, after you say it's on us, the coaches full stop right there. You know, go back, look at the tape and let's talk about the rest of it later. But after the game, full stop right there, dude, you you guys didn't do you guys did not do a good job in the lead up to this one. Right now. Do I think it's unfixable? No, I don't. Right. Right, but but we're we're not we we cannot sit here and talk about this like it isn't terrible. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it wasn't because I know what's going to come. People are like, you guys are acting like the program's doomed. No, but we can in the day after. I'm not going to immediately turn around, right, and say, man, well, just got to move on from that one. <laughs> no, no, sir, you need to hear this <laughs> so that you do not repeat this mistake. Right. Feel the pain in this one, man. Take the criticism. Yeah. Hear it loud and clear. You're at a crossroads. This is unacceptable. Now, I saw some people before the game out at Tiger Walk. You know, it's funny. We were having a conversation about, like, going to a game is an event, guys. Mm -hmm. Money, gas, hotel rooms for some people. And in this economy, Mm -hmm. it's tough. So when you decide to spend the dollars that you have and spend a few hours cheering for these guys... These people who support your program, every day there's a new ass coming out. On to Victory needs more money. Right? We need you guys to show up. We need you guys to be loud. We need you guys to do this. Well, you know what we need? As a fan base, better preparation, especially in a game like this. It's supposed to be a guaranteed win. Now, we give away tickets to every single home game. You know how many times people are just like, this is my first home game. I've never gotten a chance to go to an Auburn game. I've been an Auburn fan my whole life. And when you win tickets to a game like this, you're like, and I get to see a win. And then they did that. That was that might be some people's only experience of Auburn football ever in their life. You laid that egg. You know, it was when I was living in Phoenix, uh, 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 be the... Um, I wanted to, after LeBron joined the Heat, like I wanted to see those LeBron Wade and Bosch play together so bad, you know. And they came, they played the Suns, 
And my girl at the time bought me tickets. She said, I know you really wanted to see this game. And she sent me and my, one of my best friends in Phoenix to see the game. And they sat LeBron. Mm. They sat LeBron, and then they put to get, together a piss-poor offensive effort and lost to the Suns. And I was very disappointed. I mean, li- literally, I was like, this, that was my only shot to see those three play together. Dwayne Wade was my favorite player at the time. I started rooting for LeBron after he went to the Heat, and I was thinking, yo, Chris Bosh is that dude. This is going to be so much fun. And that's what they did. You know, she wanted me to go so bad. She paid for these tickets. I felt so bad. I was like, baby, you had to buy these tickets, right? And she's like, no, I know how badly you wanted to see that. Got back home, and she was like, (laughs) Caesar, you and I, we went out national championship. We got got two quarters of our money's worth. (laughs) Yeah. Before we had to walk dejected, sad, upset, distraught. I didn't even know it was cold outside until after the game, and yeah, like, <laughs> it was just like it was cold. Like, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> cold outside. Dude, we're cold in California. Yeah, this is yeah, far. Man, yeah, man, I'm telling you, there were people who paid twenty six hundred dollars a pop for those tickets. For Gus uh, to go conservative in the third quarter in the most important game that these guys would ever play in their life. And lose it in epic fashion. I still haven't watched the replay of that game. So if that was your only chance to see a national title game, and you did that, at least he gave us two quarters of happy moments, <laughs> right? Like that's that's how I felt. As soon as he scored, I'll never forget this moment. Trey Mason scored, and a part of me was thinking, maybe he, maybe he's, maybe he's going to go kneel at the one yard line. He went in the end zone. He gives the Heisman pose, and Caesar looked at me, <laughs> no smile on his face, straight face, guys. He was like. We left them too much time. <laughs> and I look back at it, all, I was like, yeah, this is, this is epic heartbreak. It's on the way. And Jameis Winston delivered it on a silver platter. <clears throat> Yikes, man. Now, fortunately, we didn't pay $2,600 for our tickets, but <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they flew to Phoenix and then we drove to Pasadena just because they were jacking up plane prices out of Birmingham to LAX. Uh, but, but it was not a cheap event. Yeah. And if you get a chance, right, like you just want to feel like they put t- together an effort worthy of that. Now, obviously, a national championship is on a different level of New Mexico State. But what my point is, for some people who attended, that, was, that may be their first and only Auburn game, man. And that's, that's what you put forth. Yikes, dude. Like, there, there were so many things about this that were just not great for the program. I did see Cam Coleman there. You know, I saw him sitting with a, little, a buddy, a high school a teammate of his, um, and uh, he was kind of leaning on his knees, looking forward, and doing like this. You know? And in my head, I just was thinking, I wonder what's going through a young man's head right now. Right? I wonder what's going through that young man's head right He showed up for a reason. I doubt he stays committed to Texas A&M after Jumbo gets fired. Like, you know, and if you were Auburn, all you had to man, just win this game, dude. You fumbled the, ba- the whole bag in front of like a top 15 recruit. You know, and people kept telling me this year one, this doesn't matter. No, I, I think this matters. <laughs> I think this matters. Now, I didn't think there was any way they would lose this game. Uh, clearly, I underestimated them. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know. Show me the person who thought Auburn would realistically lose this game. Who predicted the loss here? 
Yeah, the, the turnover streak ended, didn't it, Ike? Yes. Yeah, we didn't get a turnover. We didn't get a turnover. Yeah, 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 turnover in this one, right? So, um, man, I you know I praised Ron Roberts all season. He got he got outclassed yesterday. I ain't gonna lie, it happens. I would have hoped that it would have been New Mexico State that outclassed him. Um, right, right. You know, and then for Hugh Freeze, offensively, man, just own it, wear this man, get it fixed, do better for these kids moving forward. Because I'm telling you, like what happens when he does build the program is uh, if you don't fix things like this, is you may not lose to the New Mexico states, but you won't beat the Georgias and Alabamas either. And so, you know, you know what I mean? Like, or they'll, gonna... they'll they'll just be they'll just be these games that come out the blue where we just lose focus. <laughs> my like friend, we, we just don't show up. My like, friend Heidi Heidi like, Strohs posted a meme that said, "Welcome to the Hugh Freeze Experience." Like. <laughs> Uh, mm. it, you know, because at Ole Miss they had become accustomed beat Bama, <laughs> lose to some team you had no business losing to. Yeah, that right? was that was a that was a consistent. And we asked that question after you got hired. It's like if there's any one thing about Hugh Freeze's coaching history that says maybe concern is that he loses a game that he has no business losing. Inexplicable yeah. loss. Yeah, yeah and here and bad, there. Yeah, like I think the year he beat both Auburn and Alabama it was 2015. He lost to Florida by like 30 points or something. It was like a 31 to nothing. There was a really bad loss. It's like you weren't in the game type of yeah. loss. Must have been a big recruiting week, B. A bunch of recruits at the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and that's, if you have, if you can get up to play a Alabama and beat them or Auburn and beat them, you don't go on the road and get housed by 30. Like, you, if you can beat Arkansas by 21, by, excuse me, 38? You can beat New Mexico State at home. Like we we were equipped. Like that's the problem. The problem is that we were equipped to win this game. And if we're equipped to win it, if the players have played better than they played in this game, that's why I think the coaches have to wear it. Because I've seen them play better. Did they all decide, hey, coach, we don't want to play this week? And he was like, oh, that's okay, just don't. I don't think that's how that went. Like it's and I even understand why players kind of take games for granted. Like, oh, I'm in Mexico State. We're getting ready for Bama. We're about to show them something. But it's the coach's responsibility to get them refocused on the task at hand, to play the people that are going to be in front of you, pushing, pushing you each well, week. Okay, so this, okay, this is where I, and I know back. we got to get to the break. I, we got to get to the break. We got to get to I just, <laughs> Come on, I, I, get con- go. I just get confused by this. I get confused by this. What do you, what do you think a coach is supposed? And again, I'm not absolving the coaches. Please hear me. And I hate I have to give disclaimers when I start making points. But you're saying that as if these people who are playing football don't have autonomous thoughts. That regardless of what you're saying, I can do and think what I want to. And they didn't come ready to. Pl- the coach said themselves that they didn't feel like they had a good week of practice. Right. You want them to yell their way into having a good week of practice? I don't know what you want them to do that they didn't. I'm not saying the coaches didn't do a good job of preparing them. I don't think that they did. I don't think they adjusted their plan. I don't think they came in with a good plan. I'm conceding all of those things. But where I where where you lose me is where you get into this idea that coaches can make somebody do something different. If I'm coming in and I don't feel like it, you yelling at me ain't going to make it happen. The problem here is, and again, this is where I am agreeing with you, it goes back to the culture you've pre-established that if, again, this is where I'm agreeing with you. Mm-hmm. I'm agreeing with you. This has nothing to do. 
My point is, this is not one week's worth of bad coaching that the problem is here. This is a culture that has been pervasive over weeks and weeks and weeks. And you can't get one week of hype speeches to get somebody out of that mindset. It's I, both, I, I agree with that. Uh, uh, it's, not, it's not just this week the coaches didn't do their job. They've been kind of planting seeds of this for a while, and it <laughs> spills over into this weeks. game. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm listen. If if we're if we're being honest, yes, because the reason why, and this is where I'm disagreeing with you, the reason why the speeches work for New, for Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, and Arkansas is because the players took the game seriously. You can give the exact same speech to players who don't take the game seriously, and it won't matter. That is culture. That culture starts in the locker room, but it is head. But the coaches said it. So yes, I'm agreeing. This is a failure of coaching. Where we disagree is that this week the coaches did a poor job. No, this has been brewing for weeks. These kids, if we're being honest, had given up on this season weeks ago. Yeah, and they I, got up for a couple of games because they took those games seriously. But the season they gave up on a long time. Ago. Yeah, I would only the only reason I would disagree with you and you know talk to some coaches, right? Like um I do think that you can recognize this is high level coaching by the way that hey man, like our energy isn't where we need to be for this week. Y'all aren't taking this seriously. Right. And I've seen coaches use tactics to get their team like, listen, we, we they start preaching. Listen, do y'all think we can't get beat because we can get beat? Now start taking this shit seriously. And like you can you can make that you can make that pivot mid practice. Right? I've seen yeah. coaches stop practice and be like, what? What are we doing? Right. Coach like Free said that in preseason. He was like, are we even coming? Like he's been again. He's been saying this forever that he does not feel as if the effort of this team matches the standard that they want to set. My problem is, is what you're going into right now, Mike, is it doesn't seem like they ever found a switch that they could flip for anybody. When Peyton Thorne was pressing, they never found a way to get him to stop pressing. When Robbie Ashford wasn't getting the stuff together on what he was supposed to be doing with his reads and his mechanics, that stuff never changed. He went in the game. Oh, yeah. He decided he's going to not hand the ball off so when we call a particular play. So he's not going to discover it this week, yeah, because he didn't find it weeks ago. Yeah, okay, yeah, it, I'm with you. They, he, I'm with he, you. He, he never had it. And I'm not saying he never had it as a coach in his his, history of coaching. I'm saying at Auburn, he never found it for this team. Not one single time. The players decided we're not going to lose this game. And they started balling better. And they took their eye off the ball for one week, and they went out there and got their butt whooped. Yeah, sure. But the coaches have been doing what they've been doing this entire time, which is accepting poor effort for whatever reason and not saying, you know what? I get it. You're the most talented guy out here, but you're not going to play this week because you had a terrible week of practice. And mm-hmm. I, I'd rather the guy who's busting his butt, who's not as talented as you, go out here and play football this week. Yeah, and we know that we know this, right? You remember we we saw Coach Ooh. Jay Caesar right before the women's basketball team played last week, and you know just walked up to her and said, "Hey, how y'all? How, how do you feel?" She said, "We had shit practice today." The day of the game, she said, we had a bad practice. There was concern on her face. Like, <laughs> she was like, eh, I don't know. And for the first two quarters, they played exactly like she described. <laughs> yeah. 
they got it together after halftime and ended up winning by you know more than 10 points. But it was exactly what she described. So I, I, I can agree with the fact that um, it's just started previously. They never found it. And I think the reason you didn't find it is because you were not focused on it. Yeah, you can no, say I, it all you want. I, yeah, I, you, you, you I, now we're focused. in firm agreement. Yeah, yeah. You were not focused on it. That you were was focused never on recruiting, the focus, unfortunately, and building of for this the future. Staff. Yeah, yeah. And building for the future. And there was so much uh, talk. And, you know, I, I think, you know, a lot of was made of how Harson recruited. Right. The, the, for, the, for good reason. Right, right, right. Like the, the, the effort wasn't there in recruiting. And I think they heard that message loud and clear coming in. But it is definitely a balance. And that's what I hope that they're learning from this. There is right. a balance between putting the effort forth in recruiting and, you know, but, but where, where, I, where I get upset, guys, is, is that when you fail at that balance, you do a disservice to your current guys. Yes. That's what you're, that's what you're making $6 million. You're supposed to know that. You're supposed to know how to do this for $6 million a year. The $3 million your coach should struggle with this. Not a $6 million guy. Not the $9 million guy in, in, in Brian Kelly and, and, and uh, what's-his-face, Lane Kiffin. You know, there, there, are, there are tiers to coaching, and I think that I'm trying to figure out what tier Auburn has, right? You've got the Saban, Kirby level, where championships are expected every single year. You expect them. No such thing as a rebuild at Bama. Figure it out. <laughs> Midseason. This is what they've consistently done. They've stayed in the hunt for championships year in and year out. You have the next level of coaching, which I would say would be like your Ryan Days, your guys who get there but can't get over the hump. They win their fair share of, cha- of conference championships. They don't win them all. They beat their rival just enough to not piss the fan base off. You know, but they're, 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 they may have a down year or two in between, but not really. Their down year is like a two, three, maybe a three-loss season. And then you have the tier under that where you have a coach who essentially gets you in the conversation every one to three, like every three years. <laughs> that's, to me, that's your Lane Kiffins. I mean, he's, he's, he's on a two-loss season right now. He's not in danger of winning anything because it's only a 14 playoff, but... You know, they'll finish the season 10 and 2 and maybe win their bowl game, and their fans will have some hope to hang on to that he's just this close to a breakthrough of getting over the hump. What tier is Auburn in right now? Tier one, tier two, tier three, right? Because listen, man, tier three, I, I, I get that this is going to happen. I do. But if the expectation eventually is championships, you know, he's got to be. Tier two bordering on one. And this feels like he's a lot further from that than maybe the people who did the hiring thought, right? Like, you know, I'm just, and, I, and time will bear this out, but the whole just give him time crew, I'm like, no, I think there's some things that we can glean now about where this is heading. And without a pivot, it will, it, it will never reach that, that level, man, right? Find quarter, find a, find a quarter. I think this offseason is going to be very telling. Can they get a quarterback to come in here and perform at a high level? Guys, guys aren't winning championships without it. In today's college football, if you have dynamic quarterback play, forget it. You may get to the to party, but you're going to get booted immediately. Right? 
So uh, you've got you've got to figure out a way, man. He's got work to do. He's definitely got work to do. I, I think he made his job harder this year by lacking the balance.